Hello, this is Jerry and Jacob, and we are two unrelated brothers. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all are doing well. Uh, Jacob, what's going on? Uh, not too much, man. Actually, got some small news. Uh, you can probably hear my voice, but I am currently sick right now. Yeah, yeah. Are you doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, maybe the full disclosure, <clears throat> I do have COVID, but um. Luckily, no major symptoms. It's all it's all mild, but unfortunately, uh, oh, and fortunately, uh, my girlfriend who I live with, um, she's negative, so I've like isolated in a little part of my house. But it's not too bad. I have a bed, I got a bathroom, I got my computer over here, so it's it's not all that bad. It sucks, but you know, hanging in there. But the show must go on. <laughs> yeah, just uh, well, as you know, but I, I guess the viewers know. Yeah, I just had it too uh yeah that it's spreading it's spreading like crazy you did not give it to me let that be known as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> we had each other in a while yeah yeah no i uh i was pretty much at home like a little hobbit upstairs um <laughs> i made like a little uh system to where like we tied a purse to a uh to one of the the parts of the stairs so i, I could drop the the purse down and, and and evelyn could put things that i need up there and i would just pull it up that's funny how uh police system <laughs> Yeah, we made a little pulley system. We made it work. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, with with me, I mean, because I, I think we both got uh, um, um, Omicron or whatever. What yeah. did you say? Omicron per CIA? Per CIA. Yeah. yeah. Good old Lur. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I just got, a, like, you know, chest congestion still. And I think I got some bronchitis. I, uh, as I told you, mm-hmm. I was coughing up a little bit of blood. But the doctor said that... Uh, you know, that gave me some antibiotics, and luckily I'm not doing that anymore, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay. Still a little tired, but I'm yeah. alright. That's good. Yeah, same here. It's it's mainly sinus pressure. Um, once in a while coughing, but that's like after I clear it. It's I'm fine. I'll live. Just rested and playing games. So it's like I'm in high school again. Yeah. <laughs> Simpler times. Oh yeah. Well, enough of that little thing. We should probably just jump right into it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so to follow up last week's episode, we are going to talk about Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne. Okay, cool. Uh, do, <clears throat> you got the, uh, the little box so you can read the snippet in the back? All right, I'm going to try. I don't know if it's going to sound better or worse because of my voice, but here we go. <laughs> okay. All right. Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne is a violent film noir love story. Dark, tragic, and intense. The in-depth story is a thrill ride of shocking twists and revelations. Love hurts. The fierce yet stylish action sequences and slow motion gunplay that has become synonymous with Max Payne is back and better than ever. New and enhanced moves and options provide breathtaking cinematic gameplay. Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne, raises the bar at action games all over again. And scene. Oh, if you heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad she waited till after I was done talking. That was my dog. <laughs> so do you think that... Uh... That was maybe a little hyped up, or do you think it kept its promise on the back of the box? I think it. Uh, I enjoyed this game a lot. I know we we had different um experience with experiences with this game. I so I played this. My first exposure to this game was probably when it first came out on the original Xbox. Hmm. I like would go with my sister over to her, her boyfriend's house. They were fully grown by then, so this is, wasn't that weird. They were just chilling and then like distract the little brother with games, basically. So I would play like maybe the first three or four levels, but I never got to beat it. Uh, okay. I, just remember, I just remember liking it a lot. I finally beat it a couple years ago on PC when I first got it. Um, I remember liking it a lot too. Uh, what about you? Um, 
So yeah, this is pretty much my uh, first time playing it, man. I, I before we did the Max Payne episode, I had never played the original first two, only the third mm-hmm. one. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it really it it did what the last one did better, I would mm-hmm. say, except for the okay. story. I, I enjoyed the story of the first one a little better. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, that makes that makes sense. Um. Well, I guess before we get into that, uh, the story, because that is something, it is a bit different. It, it does continue from it, but it's a different style of story than the first one for sure. Um, so this was developed by Remedy Entertainment, same people, pretty much the same mm-hmm. staff. This time published by Rockstar Games, since uh, Take Two bought the rights to Max Payne in December 2001. Okay, okay. And then in, I forgot how much it was. It was a good amount though. Uh, I forgot the exact number. It it was in like uh double digit millions i know that so especially back then that's a good amount of change and then in may 2002 take two announced that they would they were giving remedy in 3d realms an eight million dollar incentive to develop a sequel so right there just the incentive alone is like almost three times the budget of the original right that tells you like they, they see value in this and they're like and they're ready to spend some big money on it unfortunately i couldn't find the actual budget on it um but the but unfortunately, even if I did have the actual budget, I probably wouldn't know sales either. The only thing I know about the sales is that to quote take two, they were continually disappointing. Continually disappointing. Yes. Okay. Um, and then I also wanted to see too, like, well, maybe competition was bad. Like it had that, like a rough outing. So this released PC version released in October 14th, 2003, and then later that year, November and December. Uh, it released on Xbox and PS2 respectively. So I'm just gonna list some of the games I think would have taken some, you know, some of the demographic or like some of the customers out from there. And this is just gonna be the holiday season of 2003, which holiday season of any year is gonna be rough for any game. Right, right. Unless like you're a huge franchise. Yeah, Call of Duty or Grand Theft Auto or something. Well, speaking of that too, this is the first time. This is the first Call of Duty game. This is when it came out. Really. Yeah, Call of Duty Finest Hour. Okay, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, the GTA Double Pack on Xbox, so that's Vice City and GTA 3. All right. Uh, Soul Calibur 2. Okay, yeah. Not are... like ours market, but that's a huge. I know it's definitely a huge game. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, Prince of Persia, oh. Sands of Time. Oh yeah, yep. Tony Hawk's Underground. Classic. Ratchet and Clank Going Commando. <laughs> yeah, I remember Ratchet and Clank. Elder Scrolls Morrowind, Goaty Edition. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. SOCOM 2, I remember that game. Yeah, yeah. Jack 2, that's an old franchise, but it was popular at the time. And then Final Fantasy X2. Oh, okay, okay. So it, yeah. it had some decent stuff there, I feel. like It's nothing like crazy, crazy, but that's a pretty good selection. And that's me not even naming every single one that came out during the time. So Yeah, that's that's a pretty strong outing. Especially the Grand Theft Auto on uh, Xbox. I remember that double one of the, pack. Uh, That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, well, I remember one of the uh, features of that that was really advertised was uh, mm. the PS2 wasn't as powerful as the Xbox. So they had to fake the wheels going in a circle. Oh. It was just an animation to make them, to make them look like they were actually rotating. Uh, but on Xbox, the big one of the features was they actually were rotating. That was something they were talking about. Well, that's funny you mentioned that, too, because I feel like – so I played this on PC. Okay. You played this on PS2, correct? Correct. Yes, I did. And a lot like the first one, 
just based on these games, we can't say for every single one, just based on these games, it does feel like, yeah, maybe the Xbox is more powerful than the PS2. Oh, most definitely. Have you seen how big the original Xbox was compared to the PS2? It's basically a computer. <laughs> yeah, it is huge, man. Even compared to like the, the fat PS2, mm-hmm. dude, that Xbox is like almost maybe one one and a third times bigger. And with a controller to match. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't have my little hands when I was like a child, like was able to like function with that thing. <laughs> like that Burger King commercial was a Burger King. I have these tiny hands with a Whopper. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anyone yeah. remembers that. <laughs> so, um, so with that, I mean, what would you, um, yeah, I'll just go with the story. Why, why do you think you like the, uh, how do you, do you think it's fair to say this is a, a film noir love story? Oh, like, I mean, a war love story. <clears throat> like that's, that's yeah. perfectly accurate. Yeah, yeah, it's a film noir love story. I, I guess because the other one was just a lot heavier, right? It was a lot more darker. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't get any more dark than some fucking drug addicts coming into your house and killing your your wife and your little baby. You just you right. just can't top that. No, you can't. You know, uh, but that's not to say. I mean, I I really did enjoy the story, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed you know a lot of the sequences. I had fun playing it. Mm-hmm. Um. There were some technical issues, I'll say, uh, I guess just because I was playing on PS2 compared to PC or Xbox. Um, there's a lot of like stuttering and, and uh, frame tearing. Yeah. So that kind of took away from it. Uh, I mean, but they were doing big things or big explosions. There was a lot of action packed scenes. Yeah. Um, they were trying to do a lot for the the time and the hardware they were given. Man, that's crazy because like I had zero issues on the PC. I mean, go figure, especially with, uh, you know, technology we got now. Um yeah, for me, it's, like, smooth. I think I had, like, one little glitch we'll get into later, but I, um, I had it, like, on the highest settings. Frame rate was fine. Um, it looks all right. You know, it's, it's an old game, so it's not going to be a masterpiece. But, right. you know, yeah, yeah. Get on a technical level, on PC, 10 out of 10, absolutely <laughs> zero issues. Well, like 9.9, but. So let me ask you this. Did it autosave for you? Um, it did, but because I'm a PC, I could just, I could save anywhere in the level. What about for you? Okay. So, but did it auto save? Like, did it automatically save for you? I'm pretty sure it did. Yes. Like I think in between chapters. Okay. Cause for me on PS2, it was not auto saving. Why? I actually, actually lost. Okay. So I didn't die for the first four chapters and on the fourth chapter I died and I lost all of that progress. Dude, luckily there's a cheat to unlock all of the levels, so I just mm-hmm. put that cheat in and started back off. But the fact that I had to do that sucks, especially because the first one had auto saves. Yeah, that's really weird. What and happened there? Well, it's weird because so in Max Payne 2, I could save anywhere, but it didn't have auto saves. And in Max Payne 1, you couldn't save anywhere, but it did have auto saves. <laughs> it's like they fixed an issue, but then forgot to like carry over that other part. And maybe I was doing something wrong. Maybe I didn't do something in the options, but I right. looked. I tried to ena- like see if I can enable it, but I didn't. I didn't see anything, so I don't know. So like, you're just constantly about, saving. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <clears throat> well, so then you know, whenever it first happened, because it happened a couple times, mm-hmm. and uh, so I have to re-enter that cheat and then go back to the set the section I was in, and then so I'd be saving all the time, and then after a while, you know, you're like, oh, okay, I'm not dying, so you stop saving, yeah. and then you die, and then you, right. You have to go back two chapters and then re-put the code and then yeah, so it's just ugh. <clears throat> no, yeah, that oh god, yeah, I, I did not know that. That is, that is something. <laughs> it might just be a PS2 issue. I I don't know. Like like 
you know, neither of us played it on Xbox, and I know you played it on PS2. So, yeah, it was just, uh, uh, that that was kind of a mess. But it, to me, it did look kind of good for, you know, PS2-era uh, graphics. Yeah. Um, had a nice weapon selection. Uh, what was your I favorite weapon? Um, I really enjoyed the Commando, the like the M4. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that, that, that was a good one. The AK was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the MP5 I used a lot towards the end because it had that little scope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the the uh, <clears throat> so in the first game, the Ingram, the uh, machine pistols had like a hundred or two hundred rounds when you dual wielded them. Yeah. And in the second game, it had sixty rounds, so they kind of cut quite a bit off of uh of the magazine, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was um they just I guess is they didn't want the player just spamming and just going wild with it like you had to actually aim a bit yeah and you know i actually really enjoyed the physics like the uh ragdoll i was just gonna ask you about that because i was as soon as that's one of the things that i remember too about this game i love the physics system when i saw that it's like oh i bet jerry loves this <laughs> yes 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 i i love that old ragdoll kind of style man like mm-hmm. uh, there's a game called freedom fighters back in the day um and that one like there's a cheat <clears throat> you know where you could uh like all the the bullets that, that you could shoot a nail gun, it would stick people to the wall and they had to write. It was just it was a blast. But that was a whole nother game. But, yeah, it kind of reminded me of that uh, physics system, I guess. Yeah, I, th- I think one of my favorite things was um, especially with you had uh, automatic weapons um, when you when you were to shoot someone and they're like one of the last ones. Um, they're they're kind of if you keep shooting them, they kind of just float in the air until you, you're just you're out of bullets. <laughs> Like, yeah they're, they're like kind of float back and it's like it's like it's ridiculous but that in a good way you know it, it's fun it doesn't like go like oh this is dumb like it's a silly game it's like that's 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 just fun yeah it was uh it was good so how long did it take you to beat this that's probably the biggest criticism of this game i think yeah it took me about first time playing this game i say it took me about eight hours the second go around even and this is me stopping a lot still trying to explore it took me six hours yeah, it took me about the same. I beat it in about two and a half days. Um, yeah, it, it was it wasn't very long. Uh, I felt like it was maybe a little bit shorter than the first one because the first one wasn't too long to me either. Yeah, but like I said, it took me like ten hours at least on that one. So okay. It was almost like half. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I, maybe I because it was my first time playing the first one and I, I was just getting killed consistently on some parts. Right. So it took me a, took me a you know a little bit longer um and then this one i kind of breezed through yeah um but yeah it it was i enjoyed it it was it was an enjoyable experience i liked it better than the first one as far as the overall uh experience i would say okay so yeah i was gonna say how was shooting on this one compared to the first one i I know it's still ps2 so it's gonna be a little tough but so it had a lock on, um, it had a soft lock on everything. So mm-hmm. as long as you kind of aimed in the general direction, you were usually hitting the people. There were some times where the shooting was off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also I noticed that Max Payne's face was no longer constipated and actually resembled the <laughs> Max Payne from Max Payne 3. Whereas, you know, yeah. Max Payne 2 was just a whole like, you know, this little smirk, like maybe he's taking a shit. Yeah, constipation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they actually got a because of the like I said, all I know for sure is that this one actually had a decent budget, so they actually were able to get actors for the uh at least the two main characters, Mona and Max. And I yeah, definitely on both of them, much better. <laughs> this this is what I would see um them as. 
they also changed up the controls a little bit, mm-hmm. which was kind of rough at first because I, you know, <clears throat> the controls didn't make as much sense in Max Payne one, but I was already used to them because I'd been playing that, you know, that game. And I, yeah. as soon as I got done playing that one, I jumped over to Max Payne two. Right. And uh, but but they made more sense in Max Payne two, I'd say. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so I also like that they had a sense of humor in the game. There was a lot of uh, um. Like TV channels and whatnot, and one of the, mm-hmm. the characters in the in the channels was called Dick Justice. Yes, that was funny. Yeah, he talks so about uh, what were you saying? I was say like um, real quick, yeah, like that. I know that's a play on one of the working titles for Max Payne. One of the working titles was Dark Justice. Huh. Okay, okay. And there's like I I can't remember what it was. I know there's a reference to it. Um, there's like a but there's also like a porno in here. Uh, um, I think it's like a, just a sign or a, a post or a, a DVD cover or whatever, but it says Max Heat, which is also another working title for Max Payne. Okay, so <clears throat> I watched a uh, video by a YouTube channel, and they were talking about a Max Payne iceberg where they went through, you know, I guess some mm-hmm. of the theories or some of the things in the game. And uh, that Max Heat porno is actually in uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas like as a uh, on the cover like or like it's it's like a like somebody has a dvd cover out or something but it's in grand theft auto san andreas oh i didn't know that that's cool i watched some of the video and then i had to like get back to trying to beat the game yeah 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 that's cool um you were gonna say though like i'm assuming you were say with dick justice you kind of like it's kind of like a uh, a parody of max Payne, how he talks and stuff yeah, and then he said, uh, there was a part he's like, I'm walking around with a constipated face. Like, you know, they were just making oh, fun of it. Oh, I missed that one. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. It was when you're, like, walking around a crack house and there's, like, a, a dude sitting in a, a couch. Oh, and He's yeah. watching it, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that cracked me up. That was pretty funny. Yeah, and then it seems, yeah, so as I say, I'm able to make fun of that. And there were two other kind of recurring shows. There were two, um, Address Unknown and uh, Lords and Ladies, which is also from the first one. Yeah, yeah, that Lord and, Lords and Ladies was everywhere. Uh, it, it was in the hospital and the police station mm-hmm. all over the place. And uh, another funny thing, too, then, is the it seems like the main actors, you would, or the likeness used for both uh, the characters in both those little uh, series was uh, Sam Lake again, who's the head writer and the person they used for Max Payne in the first one. Right, right. So it was nice to yeah. see that again, give him a, give him a something on screen again. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> so this one also had some dream sequences. Uh, how how do you feel about those this go around? I mean, definitely not as haunting. <laughs> um, that's that's for sure. I think when I first played them, the first thing I wrote was much easier and less creepy. And yeah, I could say that's probably for the best. I think they were just the same or close to the same as in the original. It wouldn't fit the vibe as well. Like, it sucked in the first game, but it worked. It made sense. Um, and this one, I thought it felt kind of out of place. So I, um, even though it's uh, probably I liked the dream sequences a bit more in the first one, I think these in this game worked well for its own atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. This <clears throat> The first one was way, way, way creepier. Yes. Um, and then there's also that fourth wall break in the, the first uh, game's dream sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like there was kind of a soft, a soft fourth wall break. In uh, in this game, where he was mm-hmm. talking about uh, free will and how it, it seems to just be an illusion. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he wasn't blatantly saying it, but you know it, it was 
to me, it was like a soft uh, fourth wall break. Yeah, and I think most of that is probably due to the fact that this one, the first one, it did take itself seriously, but it had a lot of humor in there, a lot of you know cheesy dark humor and stuff like that. This one took itself a lot more seriously. It was uh, it was written, I think it was written a lot better too. I guess I, I kind of liked. <clears throat> Because so they brought back the inner circle or whatever. Yeah. But uh, in the first one, there's this overarching like the government's involved and all this yeah. you know, crazy shit. Whereas this one was a little bit smaller in the fact that it was just the inner circle. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, some players that we had already seen in the uh, first game. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, I mean, do you want to get into the story or do you want to talk a little bit more about the aspects of the game uh that you enjoyed or whatnot uh yeah i guess we just go straight to the story then because i feel like there's probably gonna be a little more discussion there so I, like just to kind of give it a quick run through this takes place apparently two years after the first game um mm-hmm. max is you know a detective again and he's kind of like friends with vladimir from the first game who like helped him get weapons and stuff to exact his revenge he run he runs into mona sax who Got shot in the head in the first game, but, like, lived and, like, escaped. Right, right. And then from there on, like, the police need Mona because she's, like, a murder suspect. Max thinks, like, his case, the other detective's cases are connected. Uh, they keep running into each other. There's, uh, well, let's say, sexual tension, but and then that, like, kind of releases really quickly. to kind of, like, go back and forth. Like, you, you can tell they're into each other. You're talking about and, him and Mona? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then at that point, it starts to kind of unravel when you find out, like, you said how the inner circle is involved, how even someone in, the, like, the, the police is involved, too, and pretty much tests Max, like, uh, if he can trust Mona, and not only that, but, like, it's pretty much putting himself out there again uh, as far as, like, loving someone. Yeah, and he kind of, it almost seems like he he's almost at peace uh, in a certain aspect, at least with kind of what happened in the, the first uh, game. Uh, I mean, did you feel that or not really? Or yeah, yeah. So it, I mean, to go into it, um, they uh, Max and Mona do like like kind of fall for each other, and uh, Mona does the uh, she gets shot and dies in the end. And you think obviously like this is probably the last thing Max needs, in that you know another woman dies in his arms. Even says that again, like I've been here before. Like the last frame of him, his face is kind of like him. That smirk again. But it's not like a, a, a dumb one. It's more like a this is okay kind of deal. Yeah. And the very in the very last panel is I can't remember the exact picture. Maybe you do. But the very last words you hear him say is I had a dream of my wife. She was dead, but it was all right. Yeah, I, I remember that. And that kind of like that that was just so. I I guess I can kind of understand why people didn't like the third one. I was gonna say, uh, and now that you've seen that little thing, do you think you can get kind of get more on the side of like, oh, people thought this was fine because you know it's not a happy ending, obviously, but it's in a way it kind of is because he's accepted it. So I can understand people feeling it, but I would rather see Max Payne on an island, drinking with his feet up, kicking it with a retired life, essentially. Yeah, yeah, I would much rather see that than him just being okay with the fact that two women that he's in a fucking slum in New York mm-hmm. and. Two women that he loved and his baby were murdered. He's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I guess on this, uh, uh, yeah, aesthetics wise, the third one definitely gives you a, m- a much more uh, 
a, a, or I guess a literal sunny ending. This one is definitely more about healing and just the first step of it. I mean, the first step of it, like what's that, like the seven step seven step process is like acceptance. So I'm with you. I can see why people would think be okay with just this his story ending here, but it doesn't. To me, it doesn't entirely close his story. Like it could it could still obviously continue on and not like just like just because like oh we need another game. Like I think naturally it can't progress because like you said, I mean, he's still living a harsh life yeah like especially when the well i guess we'll get into it when yeah when that's more the third one, one. This yeah, is yeah. Kinda like yeah like just talking about like the ending specifically since that's probably the biggest thing about it and i just really do like that last quote that he says i think that's very it's it's beautiful and sad all at once you know which is max paying to a t <laughs> yeah so so the game kind of starts off in the middle of the actual game and you, you kind of start off you know, in a later portion, and then it it's like, and then this was two days earlier, right? Like, like it yeah. goes, okay, <clears throat> like Max Payne wakes up in the hospital, fucked up, mm-hmm. some stuff happens, and then it's like, let's go back to two days when this ago when this started, right? Okay, <clears throat> so it seems like there are some gangster types that were chasing him, and you don't really know why, you just know that, I mean, because that's the way it's supposed to be, right? It's supposed to start you off in the middle of it, yeah, um, and it's like these it's like a cleaning company and you assume you know who they work for um how 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 was the the i guess the beginning for you as far as the story goes it reminded me a lot of the first one because the first one a little different but the first one began with like max having his monologue at the very end of the game and then it's like you know flashes back right this one's more like near the end of the game and then it goes back to like you said the beginning so i thought that was funny it seems like that's kind of like how they like to write the story um, their stories. I'm kind of curious to see how the other ones, their other games, start off too. I mean, you know, I, I was fine with that. You know, I, I don't think it would have made much of a difference just going straight from the beginning. Mm-hmm. No, I think it would have been uh, fine like that. But I had no issue with it. Um, and to, to kind of pick up where you left off, you know, you go to this cleaning company or this warehouse with this cleaning company. You think, like, oh, there's janitors, whatever. You you kind of already know that that something's about to happen with this. Yeah, it turns out these uh. Uh, janitor guys are they're called the cleaners but they're just like a an a association of a hitman association who are trying to do who are doing a bunch of dirty work and right this is where he first runs into mona when like the elevators like he's by an elevator opens she kills a couple of guys and he's like oh mona and he's like oh max we gotta start meeting like this and then she like disappears for a bit yeah so <clears throat> i thought the cleaning company was cool because it also provided the perfect cover because after they murdered these people mm-hmm. they then and they, they literally clean the scene mm-hmm. uh because usually they're they're assassins, people are off guard, they kill them and then they, you know, they clean the scene and leave. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was perfect. Um, you know, because and it also lends like there, you know, there's a reason why they have cleaning supplies and all their stuff. Right. Um, and of course it's unassuming, right? Like no, like oh, it's a janitor exactly. in a warehouse. <laughs> yeah, or, and there's uh, nothing. There's nothing weird about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was that was cool. Uh, and so you go from the hospital and it jumps back. You go to a warehouse, you said, right? Yeah, yeah, the warehouse. Um, he's trying to save uh one of the hostage or one of the looks like an employee that these guys are interrogating. Um, the guy ends up shooting the the woman, and I guess leads to another good quote from him, like like all things in my life, bad things in my life, it started with the death of a woman. And then with this, he ends up going to. Vladimir's uh like restaurant that's being built because she heard uh them mention his name. So there right, they talk right. up he saves him from like the, the underboss of the mafia, uh Vinny, I can't remember the last name, Vinny and then have a small talk and this is what kinda like Vlad says something like 
kind of ominous like if if you have to do something you know you have to make this choice it's not really your choice is it? it's just you know a straight line Max goes, yeah you gotta do what you gotta do and then later on you you realize like what that was about right and <clears throat> so the guy Vinny actually uh was one of the first crime or one of the f- first underbosses in the first game that you thought you killed right i'm trying to remember it, it does sound familiar but i can't for the life of me remember i mean i recognize the voice from the first one but i don't know if it's like the same guy you know yeah i think it's it just like, like someone who's like related you know i don't know i think it was one of the first bosses that you kill him in like uh there's like a garage and like a big uh mm-hmm. kind of brick backing and you, you he has like a maybe like a ingram like that uh machine pistol yeah i think that was him uh oh, shit yeah, which I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy because I mean, you 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 fuck him up in the first game if that is him. Yeah, it sounds a lot like him, don't it? Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, uh, and then <clears throat> so they bring so if that if that is him, which I'm pretty sure it is, they also bring back a couple of other characters like the captain who the mm-hmm. whole first game was shitting on you and trying to find yeah. you and this and that, and now you know you work for him, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, I mean, if they brought him back, I thought it would be kind of cool if they would have brought Lupino back because he's like this demon devil worshiper guy. That would be kind of we, creepy. We you know? we, uh, we killed him though. You killed him the first one. Yeah, but in the but in the first one, you think you kill Vinny too? I don't think it actually shows him getting shot though. I think. I thought because I thought we actually have a, a a firefight with him, and it's like him like uh. As I'm saying, like I don't know if it's like the same last name and someone else, you know. That, that's kind of where I'm thinking. That might be it. Let me uh, here. I'm, I'm gonna look uh, it up, right? I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking it up now. Uh, yeah, Vinny Gogniti. Yeah, it says uh, Vinny Gogniti is the antagonist in both Max Payne one and two. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is him. Uh, oh shit. Yeah, Vinny got. Yeah, that uh, it shows his dumb face in the in the first game and with the uh machine pistol oh, okay well fuck yeah it says he is the right hand man of uh jack lupino um and it said vinnie managed most of lupino's operations as lupino himself is addicted to valkyrie making him incapable of managing the business uh mm-hmm. he is later hunted down by max Payne in order to find lupino's uh location yeah so he's the guy that you actually uh you you fuck him up and you find uh where lupino is yeah because because I, I looked it up because I, like like you said i thought he sounded familiar yeah 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 i totally missed that i thought that was just a whole different character which that leads to a uh that leads to a funny uh section where where you actually you actually meet back up with him mm-hmm. and he's in a, a baseball mascot costume yeah which that that mm-hmm. kind of cracked me up because he's just kind of squeaking around eh, 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 you know no, yeah, that, that that was especially with his voice too, like like kind of like Joe Pesci esque, um, and then seeing that happen too, which is basically that's just an escort level. That was probably my least favorite part of the game, actually. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I found him uh, just you had to keep up with him, which he wasn't moving fast, but there's sometimes mm-hmm. you're trying to explore the level and trying to find like yeah. extra pills or you know extra weapons or you know even those secrets, whatever. Yeah. Um, and and so when you actually go into his uh his apartment complex or whatever, uh, you can actually click his uh answering machine, mm-hmm. and a woman actually is talking about how he's a piece of shit and because I was like oh man this guy sounds okay you know he's just a little goofball mm-hmm. he's kind of a kid, but then turn come to find out he's a woman beater so I guess yeah 
Yeah, that was a whole weird thing. And the reason, oh, I should probably explain this too. The reason why he's in this like weird mascot thing is because uh, Vladimir like put him in there, and there's like a, a bomb in there, and if like he takes the the head off the 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 mascot suit, it's gonna blow up. Yeah. And so it becomes an escort mission. He makes sure he doesn't die and stuff. And for me, the the worst part of that was near the end when like you're supposed to like escape his apartment from the balcony. Um, yeah. Like he got like dropped down into the ground level. There was a glitch where he got stuck like on the double doors. Okay. And I spent see, like I didn't the next like that. five minutes trying to like get him out of there. I reloaded it, then try to like get him over there again. But yeah, that that part sucks for me. Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't deal with that. I just didn't like. I, I'm not a big fan of escort missions. Uh, yeah. Even though I I enjoy the Last of Us series. I was gonna say, uh, isn't the first game just basically an escort mission? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, we, we got to throw it in every episode. The Last of Us has to be in every episode in some way. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna get to a point now we don't even mention it. You just say it and just move on real quick and be like, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that, that actually, I guess if we back up a little bit, so we find up, we find where Mona is, mm-hmm. and she, uh, because the cops end up arresting her, and then you, you have to break her out, and because the, uh. Those cleaners coming to the they do they attack the police station and that's how she kind of escapes and you, you yeah. know you find out where she is, which leads to probably my favorite level in the game, which is the funhouse. Yeah, I, I was just this is the one I remember the most as a child for multiple for multiple reasons, and I'm sure you know what one of those are. Um, yeah, yeah. and I like it too because it's like another like in universe kind of world building thing where like it's a funhouse based on one of the shows that is it on the TV in the game uh, Address Unknown. Yeah. So I thought it was a nice little touch there. Um, yeah, you go there. To, that's her hideout. It's like her base. And the first part of this level is just you like walking through there, like going through there, like through the scares and stuff. Uh, you run into Mona like showering and that's like a little ooh la la thing. <laughs> ooh la la. Yeah. yeah. Yes, um, Jeffrey. <laughs> you do hear Jeffrey? Oh, he just walked <laughs> in here. Oh, of course. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. I'll say and this is like another thing in the the cut in the I'll say a cutscene, which is the same style as the first game. It's like some are, you know, in game cutscenes, uh, but mostly it's the the comic panels again, which again I appreciate that touch. Um and one of them is like it's like them like again sexual attention is like through the fucking roof between these two. And then, like, Mona goes, like, oh, what do you even want? And then there, like, Max Payne does this whole thing, like, the things I want by Max Payne. And then, <laughs> it, kinda, it, then it goes into the whole, like, but more in, than anything in this moment, I just wanted her. And it's, like, basically her, yeah, like, the classic, like, picking her up, putting her against the wall. And, like, you see some nice under boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember specifically playing that level a lot to get to that <laughs> that little scene. Because <laughs> you got to understand, this is, like, yeah, I was probably 11 or 12. I'm, like... I'm like, I'm about to go through changes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds and like you already word. Yeah, and it's just like, I like this. I'm not entirely sure why, but I really like this. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure, looking back on this, uh, Mona's next was probably part of my sexual awakening. <laughs> <laughs> like, no lie. <laughs> that's fucking great, dude. That's great, man. I, I uh, sh- I'm trying to think. About it, maybe if a video game did, I don't know, man. That's a uh, that's good. That's cool though that you that made such a big impact in that way that you remember that to this day. <laughs> but yeah, I remember seeing that. I was like, ooh. Yeah. So imagine yeah. like like now you say that. Imagine what you're like when you're like 12 or 13. 
Yeah, yeah, you would just be, yeah, losing it. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, so that that actually was my fa- that was my favorite level. I just like that funhouse aesthetic. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Definitely. And I, and I think that was like level four of the first part because there's three parts and then there's like a random amount of chapters in each part. Yeah. Jeffrey, hey, don't do that. The cat, man, he, he uh, he's trying to rip up the carpet. That's what they um, do, man. I know, man. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with him. All right, he's up there. <laughs> Just he's walking out. out. Yeah, well, the whole upstairs is carpet. I should have put wood up here, but. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get back to the game. You're, you're all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. So, uh, uh, let me see. I'm looking through my notes. Uh, were the, was there anything that surprised you in the game? Were there any surprises that maybe you weren't expecting? I guess this time around, probably not. Just because um, I remembered most of the story. It was fresher in my mind. If I had to say, like, try to go back, don't say at the time, like my first playthrough, uh, it was probably uh, Vladimir and uh, Winterson being a thing. Yeah, that was kind of, <clears throat> that was surprising because I knew, like, I kind of figured something was going on because it showed that she was killed and it's like, oh, you killed her or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, that that little uh, message. Well, that whole thing with Vlad. I mean, because I kind of figured something was going on with Vladimir whenever he started yes. talking about that mon- monologue. Yeah. But then that message showing that she was like, hey, you know, whenever we're gonna be able to see each other or whatever. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. There's a whole yeah. And um, did you sit there and listen in in the uh, police uh, section when you're in the the I guess in the police uh, station, did you listen to that guy who murdered his wife and the pizza guy? Yeah, so he was sitting there, and they were doing an interview trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, apparently – and it was like this – like the the police interviewing this guy for like 10, 15 minutes. And uh, I mean it, if, I would recommend you go back. It's a pretty interesting story. I'll look at <laughs> I'll look Yeah. Up. The guy was like, I didn't murder my wife. And, he's like, and the cop's like, so what you're telling me is – uh, he, he well, he said maybe they killed themselves. He goes, so what you're telling me is, they, uh, the pizza man and your wife were messing around. They chopped themselves all up, mm-hmm. walked over to your bushes, and called you over there, and then smeared their blood all over you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, well, no. Uh, <laughs> oh god. Yeah, it was crazy. It was it was a cool little part. It, yeah, okay. yeah, it was uh, it was like towards the beginning of that police station level. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what was your who who was your favorite boss um in the game? Man, oh god, I'm trying to think. Whether I don't know if there were a lot of boss. I think there was only one boss fight, wasn't there? Uh, there were. I think there were like a couple. They're basically just people who were harder to kill than the rest. Like that one head cleaner in the uh, nice uh apartment complex. That he came down there with like five, six guys. Oh, he, shit. <laughs> yeah, he took more bullets than the rest of them. He kind of um, did, but I guess I I, I, had, I didn't have much of a problem with that, honestly. Yeah, me neither. But <clears throat> so what we kind of implied so far is that your buddy, Vlad, is actually part of the bad guys, right? Uh, yeah, so like after um uh where you left off, like Mona, Mona breaks out of uh, prison and Max finds her. And then, you know, they try to figure out like what's going on with these uh these cleaner guys. Um, they end up going to a construction site. They, don't, they kill a bunch of these guys again. Well, they're trying to find a contact, I think, but the cleaners already got to him, so Mon and Sex uh, and Max got to get out. Um, and while they're about to leave, that's when Winterson, Max's detective uh, partner, 
arrives he's like oh i need to get you know we need to take mona in mona says uh, uh this chick's gonna kill her she's one of them and they're arguing it looks like uh winterson's about to shoot mona and you know it, it the, you know the panel like it fades into like the next or the comics fade into the next panel you hear a gunshot and it's like all oh, the shocked faces and you kind of like if you play this the first time through you probably do wonder like who got shot since you know max goes to the hospital um and it's in it, but at this time it was actually max shooting winterson and you know fatally shoots her and she's like dying he tells mona to run and as he's turned around winterson still got some life in her shoots max and that's what ends up sending him to the hospital right right so <clears throat> yeah at, th- at this part i was like you know i wasn't really sure if if because i felt like something was also fishy was going on with mona right right it was definitely a hard like if you didn't know this whole, whole time through you gotta wonder like who's telling the truth here yeah, so I was like, maybe she's lying, and and mm-hmm. and you know, Winterson uh, is just trying to do her job. Right. But yeah, come to find out, yeah, she is uh, fucking lied. So she was kind of like a double agent, I guess. Kind of like um, that. And then she just let out say like, I'll do it. You know, I'll take her out and Max. You know, yeah. like, you make me happy. You make my son happy. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of that was kind of an intense little uh, scene. But you actually go in and towards the beginning, you save uh, Vlad. When Vinny Gognini's men are trying to kill him. Right. Because this is before, like, you have any kind of inkling that, uh, you know, there's some other shady shit going on. Yeah. Um, and he just show that just shows mm-hmm. how shitty Vlad was. I mean, he was a crime boss. So, yeah, know, but it, it's surprising. He, yeah. But even even, you know, criminals or whatever, they they take, you know, they take care of their friends. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not in that, I'm not in that world. So maybe they don't. Maybe yeah, I don't know. I, I think they just look out for number one. It's, I think they just, you know, they'll, they'll do whatever they can for themselves. They look out for their friends when it benefits them. I think that's the best way to describe some people. Yeah. yeah. Especially a criminal like that. Yeah. You know, this this uh, thing like Godfather where it's like with honor, with honor. Like, nah, man, it's good, fellas. You know, we'll, we'll whack you. Yeah, I guess uh, it's that romanticized, like, mm-hmm. uh, there's a story of the Valentine's Day massacre. There was one survivor and mm-hmm. the cops went up to him and he, i mean he was like dying he didn't actually i mean he was still alive at the time when the cops got there mm-hmm. and the cops asked him he said who shot you and he every he, everybody clearly knew it was you know al capone and he he just looked at the cops and he said nobody and then he died <laughs> you know because it's like no snitching yeah kind of I, that kind of honor that kind of i guess romanticization of you know the crime bosses or whatever yeah, well, that's before like they actually started cracking down on them hard. Now it's like, well, shit, I'm gonna, I'll sell you out if that means I get a better deal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, and this is when too, um, that uh, um, Max actually visits uh, Woden again, who was the the guy from the first game who got him off of you know charges and things like that. Who's now a senator. Yeah. And this is where probably the most kind of out of left field thing happens um where he says like oh uh, vladimir was like a, a protege of his in the uh inner circle right and the cleaners are his men who are trying to kill gognidian woden so that way you know he's basically the head dog of this thing yeah that was kind of i was like oh shit because i knew like something was fishy going on but i didn't know what to, to what extent yeah that that's probably the weakest most undeveloped underdeveloped part of this whole thing yeah, because it just seemed out of left field. And then the whole time, uh, you know, this restaurant called Vodka is being <laughs> advertised throughout the game. That that uh, 
that uh, uh, Vlad is starting up, which is kind of funny because mm-hmm. it's like you're just stereotypical, like, oh, Russian. Right, Russian. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's uh, yeah, he's like, uh, uh, vodka, be seen. And then he says something like his little tagline is, uh, yeah, be seen. It's as clear as vodka. vodka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. cracked me up. It was pretty great. Uh, uh, you hear this too when um you you go to his restaurant again after you know you talk with Odin and that's when you find out the whole like you know uh winter sin thing um I was gonna say and this is also when um the the escort mission comes out with Cogniti uh you know but still like you end up getting caught by Lem uh, Vladimir Lem I should say I said Lem Vladimir and uh, he actually shoots Max like he actually shoots him in the head yeah yeah, and that's where <clears throat> and I want to know in this universe do people have hard ass heads or weak ass bullets because <laughs> that's two people now who have survived nearly point blank max more so point blank shots to the head and have been able to come back. Yeah, cuz they don't cuz even even for Mona Sachs, they talk about oh he talks about what you know did that just graze her head like what exactly mm-hmm. happened? And then even for him it's like well, did he get grazed or like cuz he clear he got shot and then he went and had a dream hmm you know kind of like so near death probably out of body experience i guess yeah so it's just kind of like yeah like did he did the bullet just graze him too i mean or i mean is, is are there luck like you know is their luck just like super, <laughs> supernatural well they yeah. say like the bullet in their head and even max now says the bullet in my head so it's like i, I guess it got in there maybe not deep deep but it's in there it's in the, yeah man yeah they got like uh like Big thick skulls, I guess. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. Like I say too, like right before um he shoots him, this is what also revealed Vladimir tells Max that Mona is actually working for Woden and that he was supposed to kill um himself, Vladimir and Max. And so yeah. now, but Max has got to think too now: is he just lying to cover himself up, or is he actually telling the truth? Yeah, but to me that was kind of confirmed, and and I mean even Max said it in the game whenever she kind of knew of a secret uh, entrance or secret way to open the door. He, he kind of. Oh, but goes, that was oh. like, but that was like after you know this. Yeah. Time. Yeah. And I think that did like confirm it. Um, yeah. And then here too, like yeah, Mona, we said yeah, they go to Woden's mansion to like you know kind of figure this all out. Uh, Mona cold cocks him. And does look for a second like she's about to kill him, but like you heard it earlier too, like in a voice mode of Woden, like, hey, you know, I, I'm like head over heels with this guy. I'm not going to kill him. Um, and the same thing, like, I can't do it. I can't shoot this guy. And then, but from behind, I see Vlad come out and he's just, like shooting uh, Mona in the stomach, which apparently that's the fatal part of the body you need to shoot, not the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess that's the secret of that universe is everybody. <laughs> that uh... universe, go for the stomach. Yeah, that's what that's how to, that's how you got to do it. Um, but yeah, so that that was kind of like oh fuck when that happened because it did like for split seconds like fuck you know to get this far only to be you know to be turned on by or for the person that you love to turn on you. Mm-hmm. And then for her to hesitate and that hesitation is what gets her killed because like if she wouldn't have hesitated they would have seen Vlad and yeah. you know could have killed him or whatever. Yeah. So that was just that was all kind of sad. Yeah. Um, so obviously that leads into the boss fight with Vlad. You um you kill him obviously, and then you go back to Mona and she's bleeding out. And her last words are you know like which they do like it does cut it does cut back to the first some pa- panels earlier in the game where she goes like oh I turned to be such a damsel in distress and then she dies. 
Yeah, but there is a non-canonical ending if you play on the hard-boiled difficulty, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you play it on the hardest difficulty, uh, Mona actually ends up living, and then uh, she and Max presumably, you know, get together. Yeah, but that's uh, unfortunately non-canonical. Yeah, no. I mean, if that if that was the ending, that there, I don't think there could be a third one. At least not in the way they did it. I guess that would have been a, a co-op game, which is actually not terrible. That's that's a whole different thing. Now, so in this game, so in the first game, like you you only got to play as Max Payne, and the second one you also got to play as Mona Sachs. Did you like those sections or not really? I mean, I mean, because I know there wasn't really a difference uh, gameplay wise. Like she didn't have a special power that Max didn't have or anything. Yeah, because she still has bullet time i guess i don't know i feel like she moved a little quicker I don't know, or i don't know if that was just me but she also didn't have as much health again i don't know if that was just in my head or that was like legit did, did you notice like some kind of different like as far as like speed and health no i just like that her mission seemed to be her using a sniper more i thought that was definitely kind of cool. that yes because I, I i don't think i used a sniper once with max yeah, I mean, I used the MP5 uh, mm-hmm. during that last fight just because you had to shoot the bolts out of that uh, uh, structure or whatever to get it to fall on Vlad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as Max, I didn't really use a sniper rifle at all. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, yeah, so with that, I mean, do you think you like the first one more just because that's kind of just like the just kind of story you you're more into? So I, I like the story, but I think overall Max Payne 2 built up on just about everything else that uh, mm-hmm. Max Payne did. So I have to say I enjoyed Max Payne 2 more, even though there was some because uh, there was even some frame stuttering and whatnot on Max Payne 1 on PS2. Right. And, uh, and, Ma- and Max Payne 2 was a little worse, but I still I still enjoyed it. I think a little bit more. It was uh, the shooting was more fun and, and a little bit more dialed in. I, I, well, at least the uh, auto aim was a little bit more dialed. Yeah. In. But yeah, I, I enjoyed myself uh, a little bit more playing Max uh, Payne 2, I would say. Yeah, definitely for sure. As, as, again, especially since I went from a, a PS2 emulator to PC fucking night and day. Um, like I said, the biggest, the, the most disappointing thing about this game was just how just how ridiculously short it was. And I feel like they could have, and it's not one of those things like, oh, short, but what else could you have added? And you're like, you're not entirely short. I think they could have fleshed this out a bit more to at least get it to like, again, eight or nine hours, you know? Yeah, I think they could have expanded more on Vladimir and Vinny uh, Cogniti. <clears throat> at least Vlad, because, you know, he tends to be the big bad. I'm, I'm all for a twist. Don't get me wrong. And maybe we're dumb, but I feel like if you were to play that game again, there's not, besides the whole like ominous monologue in the beginning, there's not, it's not... Like, again, you get the the vibe that, okay, something's going to happen with him, but there's no hints that, oh, he was part of the inner circle, that he's even he even knows of Woden, you know? Yeah, yeah, that is true. So I feel like it could have, like, fleshed out more to you. Um, and the way they talked about uh, Winterson, if they wanted to make that kind of a bigger reveal, I think what probably would have been better is if, like, you do a mission, there's, like, a level where you, like, work together. Because the way Max Payne talks about her is, like, you know, I'm this, like, you know, play by my own rules, renegade cop. She's this, you know, she she's like by the numbers kind of cop. You know, the the model cop. Um, but you don't really get to see that. It just says this. I feel like if they did like some kind of mission together, a level that would have like helped that more establish. Like, yeah. Oh, like she is good. So that way, when it's revealed later on that oh, she was actually you know doing stuff on the side, it's like oh fuck. Yeah, that, that <clears throat> I remember him saying that, and 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 even getting that vibe from her because you you think that she's like oh i gotta bring you in because you know it's you're you're clearly in in cahoots with mona 
right. with this felon. But then come to find out, no, she that was just all a, a ruse, and she had her own personal reasons to do all of this. Right. So, like the 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 thing, the, the, I guess the t- reveal itself is not the problem. It's just more like, you know, establishes more like, oh, you think this character is one thing, and then later on, nope, this is actually what happened. Um, to kind of so that way yeah. too, when that when it does happen, like when you shoot her instead of her lady taking Mona, you do have more doubts. Like shit, did Max like really fuck up? You know. Yeah, I... like it's very like I said, like, as far as what it is there, it's fine. I got like no huge things against it aside from you know shortness, the length, and uh, the whole flat thing. But I feel like to give it more time and more to have just to give it a decent play time, I think there are things you could have done, but added, I should say, not done differently, but added, and it still would have worked out pretty well. So would you give this a better or a worse score than Max Payne uh, one? I think we would have given it a better score still, even with all that being said. Um, I, I guess if the biggest problem is that I wish there was more, then I'd say that's a good problem. Um, I'd say I'd give this one like a 9 out of 10. Okay, yeah. Uh, I would say maybe an 8, maybe 8.5. Mm, so about the same. Yeah, that's, yeah. Because I, 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 I really don't – there's no way to really look at this without being kind of tainted by what's out today. But I'm mm-hmm. trying to do my best. You know, because I yeah. still had a lot of fun playing it, you know. Yeah, so like an 8, 8.5, I'd say. No, yeah, for sure. And that makes sense considering, like, especially to, like, technically, we had such different experiences, you know. Like like I said, besides that one little glitch with Gogniti, zero issues. Like, it was pretty much perfect, 99 out of 100, you know. Yeah, yeah. No frame rate issues, no stuttering, no crashes. It was it was really good. Yeah, so I, I had all of that. And, uh, oh, another thing I want to add, too, um... In this game, they have uh, – I know in the first one I mentioned how I really love uh, Max Payne's you know, theme song. In this one, uh, it's, still, it's still the same thing, but now it's like a – I want to say it's a cello version, which I really dig as well. And I think I saw somewhere it, – it's actually one of the – it's like the, the cello player from the band Apocalyptica that they got to do that. Uh, which I, I don't know. I know. You don't know what that. you going to say? No, I don't know Apocalyptica. They, they, no, they've no. done. I think they've heard a couple of their songs. They're you probably like, oh, they're like, oh, them. But you know, they're well known. And then uh, I thought another little neat thing too was in the uh, the ending song that plays, you know, post credits, not post credits, but in the in the credits. Uh, that was a song called "Late Goodbye" by the band Poets at the Fall, and I bring that up because the lyrics are based on a poem Sam Blake wrote to kind of like, I guess help describe what this game is about what was the band name you, you cut out when you're saying it uh the band name was poets of the fall okay poets of the fall so they they took inspiration from a poem san sam lake actually wrote yeah to kind of like i guess describe the the plot or like what's the second game supposed to be about so okay. that was a nice little touch there okay that's pretty cool mm-hmm. uh yeah i didn't know that I, I didn't know that like like <clears throat> i feel like you had a lot more experience with uh the max series or Max series. The, <laughs> the, I mean, in a way, series than, than I did, because like like I said, my first introduction was uh, Max Payne three. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and I feel like playing these games now, mm-hmm. or playing the the Max Payne three is going to give a lot more uh, context to some of the scenes in Max Payne three. You know. No, yeah, I, I get you. It, and it's crazy to think, too, especially with these games. My favorite parts of um, the third one 
were, were the flashbacks, um, especially the one in, you know, Hoboken, I want to say back in New Jersey, you know, yeah. the classic look, the leather jacket and stuff. That is, and that's probably a lot of people's, especially older fans' favorite and parts the hair. of the game. And the hair, yeah. Well, I mean, because I remember when they were, we'll get to that later. Yeah, there were some issues with the reveal. Um, <laughs> I will say that. Um, and again, I could, I think another reason why people were upset about the third one is it was kind of designed to be the end of the series, at least for a remedy, because they already knew beforehand this was going to be the last Max Payne game they made. They didn't okay. like a, they didn't hate it or nothing. They're just like, I, we think we've done all we could for this, and that's it. Okay, yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I just Max Payne three has a, I guess, a special place uh, in my heart. I, I love, I love, I love that game. I played it multiple times, multiple playthroughs. You know, try to get the golden guns and all that. So it's just, it's kind of cool. Um, I guess seeing where all that came from, you know, and what what the inspiration and everything was. Do you think you would have you would have had a different opinion on it if you played these two games first, or at least the second one first? I feel like no, because I would have mm-hmm. played them so much younger and I yeah. maybe would not really understand some of the implications because I'm already a, I'm a stupid adult already. So <laughs> as a kid, <laughs> I, I was a real I was a real jackass. Yeah. So uh, I just feel like I, w- I would just be happy I'd be getting more Max Payne gotcha. and not really understanding why people were satisfied with the um, ending of the second game. Like, OK, he's he's come to terms with what happened but i think which just to get into it a little bit i think max Payne 3 the beginning those parts in hobo can show that he hadn't came to terms he hadn't come to terms with what happened in those previous games mm-hmm. because he's just some fucking drunk in a bar you know it's crazy too this is probably i was kind of surprised looking back on this too it doesn't really it, i know it does imply about the drinking because his boss says multiple times like come to an aa meeting um it doesn't show him drinking or popping pills i think like once in a panel whereas in the third one it's like obviously like this man is abusing this shit yeah 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 again like and it's implied that's they, fine but it's it's like kind of yeah. crazy just to think it, how like that jump happened yeah i think it was more of a uh, uh well i don't know but and and uh they never explain like if, like what pain pills is he popping is he popping ibuprofen is he popping tylenol or is he popping you know some hardcore opiates you know, so I thought I was I was like when I was younger, I was like paint. I mean, like this is not a big deal. He's just taking Tylenol. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I guess it's just a combo of like how much and then combined with the booze. That's that's the issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, you know, on top of that, it would make more sense for it to be Tylenol instead of some heavy opiates because you find them everywhere. Right. You know, they're, they're in walls and, in the, in, you know, in stores. I mean, you know, just hang <laughs> in, in med kits. So, yeah, so I was like, why is it a big deal? Why is this, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, I, so far I really enjoyed the series, and I know I'm going to enjoy the third one as well. Yeah, and so, that again. But before we play that, we're actually uh, going to watch – well, I don't know if you want to you break the news. Yeah, so before we get into the third one, oh. we'll probably, there's going to be two – a couple of episodes we do differently, but we're just going to say which – the next one yeah. is going to be in that right now. Um, this is going to be kind of a big deal because this is going to be our very first one on this category. We're going to watch the Max Payne movie. And so obviously that's a big deal. One, we haven't really dedicated an episode to a singular movie. We've only talked about like our favorite horror movies, so that's exciting. But from what I've heard, 
this movie is not good and that's being nice <laughs> yeah i remember uh my uh i used to be at the movies a lot because mm-hmm. i uh would would be i was able to get to watch them for free and i remember seeing that max Payne was out and uh yeah i actually walked out in the middle of it i was like hey, this is this is uh, bad that's exactly what I remember. And then combine that with like what I see in the ratings, not only critically, but just, you know, the general audience, you go like, ooh, this this is bad, which is which is disappointing because obviously it's I'm not going to go too much into it because obviously I want to save this. But I'm the only thing I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at this. How do you fuck up something like that? Like it's it's right there. <laughs> at least Mina Kunis is in it. So that's cool. I don't I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll say Save it, save it. Okay, okay, I, okay. I'm okay though. I will say I'll leave this, this, this for sure. I'll leave it at. I'm okay with Mark Wahlberg as Max Payne. I don't think that's a bad casting choice. I okay. think that could have worked. Again, in yeah. my mind, maybe when I see it, I'll go, "This is horrible." But it, as of right now, I think that could work. That can work. Yeah, I could see that. Um, so I am looking forward to that, and also not. Um, are you looking forward to actually finishing it? I actually plan on watching it tonight. Yeah, I'm going to try to watch uh, it tonight, too. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. I don't know. Um, but yeah, man, that's really all I have for, for Max Payne 2. What about you? Yeah, for sure. No, I, li- I liked it a lot. Um, I think it, like kind of what you said, it, it took everything that worked well for the first one, and they either kept it or improved upon it, and then um try to add some different things uh no yeah it's i think it's a really good sequel like i said just wish there's a few more hours that that's my biggest knock against it yeah for sure um well with that being said uh thank you everybody for for listening um we we appreciate i mean we're like what is this episode 15 i believe wow look at that it is i know we're almost at 20 dude we're almost at 20 it's freaking it's crazy. Uh, ooh, ooh, before you go into okay. this too, where can you find us, Jerry? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So we now have an Instagram. Uh, we're we're on the gram now, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I just kind of so old. When I said <laughs> you sound that. like a boomer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As the kids say, uh, we're on Instagram under two unrelated brothers. Uh, we've been posting some pictures. Uh, about you know like like for instance i put that we were recording today you know we put pictures of some of the collectibles we have uh just you know just some cool little things if you want a, a little insight into into us and and you know what what we do when we're not mm-hmm. uh podcasting a little bit uh we don't get into really anything too personal but just into some of the collectibles and whatnot <clears throat> um and when our spotify link is also on there and then uh you can also find us on youtube at j and j productions um i'm a I, I put that in the uh, show notes as well on Spotify. Um, we have nine episodes up so far over there, which are the nine that are already on here. I plan on putting all of our episodes on YouTube as well. Um, it, you know, just depending on where y'all like to listen. Yeah. Uh, there's no video. Uh, it's just, you know, our logo. Uh, so you're not really getting a different experience. Maybe later we might get into uh, video recording, but probably not till way later down the road i would think yeah until um, i feel we feel like yeah that's like a i guess like a worthy investment you know and also too like at that point like you know J- jerry's really doing the heavy doing all the lifting when it comes to editing and then you add video to that that is you know that's a whole different ball game so 
Yeah, so that's why our uh, some of our episodes maybe sound a little bit, you know, like, oh, uh, and <laughs> so I redid our first episode. So if y'all go back, I know our first episode was the worst episode so far. Um, <laughs> so if y'all go back and listen to it, I actually edited it a little bit. And I'm just, a, you know, this is just some, I just watched a YouTube video on how to do it. And so I'm not perfect. I'm not a professional at this or anything, but I noticed my mic sounded like shit and Jacob's mic sounded pretty good. So I, I just did some editing. Um, cause we did, we recently, I think maybe episode four bought these, uh, toner mics that we have now, which are mm-hmm. phenomenal so far. Uh, maybe later down the road, we'll invest a little bit more of our personal funds into getting a more professional setup. But, I, um, I think we sound pretty good, um, for the most part, there are some issues, but, um, I try to edit those out, but yeah, yeah, so I redid the first episode. So hopefully y'all can tell the difference. And if y'all want to give that another listen to see if, if maybe, maybe it sounds better or not, you know? Um, yeah. So Instagram and YouTube, that all that's to go to say, you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify. <laughs> no, it's all good. And, um, you know, we, 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 we probably at this point, it seems like, you know, uh, for interactions maybe instagram will be a little better but yeah like if you have any you know ideas or requests of like what you would like us to cover you know we're all down for that you know we're pretty open about things you know if if you're if there's an interest in it we'll definitely look at it oh yeah and we also have a email too so if you want to email i mean you can give us a dm on instagram um which i am told stands for direct message jesus Uh, christ jerry (laughs) you're a social media manager I know, I know. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that's why we're doing so great. Uh, <laughs> which we just started it six days ago, so I think we, we're we're doing pretty well, I think. But uh, on a serious note, we also have a uh, email address. It's two unrelated brothers, all lowercase, with no exclamation point. So two unrelated brothers at gmail dot com. Um, so you can also email us questions or direct message us on Instagram. I mean, or leave some comments on our YouTube channel, which is J&J Productions. And then uh, all the titles have two unrelated brothers podcast in the title name. But there's just so much clutter on YouTube that you might not be able to find it. So that's why I post uh, a channel link on the Spotify um, show notes as well. So, yeah, we but we appreciate all y'all listening. Thank you. And, oh, yeah, uh, for sure. It's 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 wild that just really anyone gives us a listen besides like ourselves obviously and a couple of people that we tell about it well i mean i think what it is is you get you have a buttery smooth voice and <laughs> uh and just my monotone like you know it's just soothing it's just a soothing monotone kind of sound <laughs> to it. you know that's why that's why i think really draws the people to us oh yeah definitely we're just you know just a couple of suave men you just can't help but be like just comforted by our uh silky monotone baritone voices <laughs> yeah dude hell yeah and, and i mean and that that covid that covid adds a little spice to the back end of your voice too so it's oh, like, i'm sure it does i hate it though because i feel like i've been kind of like meh today i feel like i've been like <laughs> no nah, man it's beautiful it's beautiful uh <laughs> hopefully i feel better the next one we record though yeah yeah man i hope you feel better no, I'm glad I got better too. This it, got, it was really bad for a bit. Like I, my voice was just like I sounded like a different person. It was scary. <laughs> no, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was. It was still buttery smooth. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. With that being said, uh, 
thank you everybody for listening. We pray, uh, we appreciate y'all's uh, continued patronage and, and, you know, just giving us one of your most uh, valuable assets, which is time and everybody be safe that, that uh, coronavirus is just, it's going, it's going left and right to everybody. It seems. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, so yeah, everybody just be safe and uh, I love you, brother. Yeah. Like, just like Jerry said, you know, thank you for your time. That's, that's, you know, again, it blows my mind that anyone would give us any kind of time, even if even if it's just like you know a couple of minutes. You know, we really do appreciate that. And honestly, I find that crazy, and I I am humbled by that. Uh, but also, yeah, just I love you too, brother. Take care and be good, y'all. See ya. See ya.